You ever feel lost, uninspired, alone, or defeated? Well, I'm inviting you to some fellow dreamers for some insight. I believe dreams matter, and you have one, or two, or ten, I don't know. To tackle challenges with love instead of fear is the first step. So let's experience this together as we dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Go with the flow. Hey. Hello, Hojo. Hojo, sorry. But I call you Joe. Sure. (laughs) You said that's okay, right? I guess, yeah. At some point when I met you, I guess I said it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. Some people call me Jojo, Hojo, Hoji. Nobody calls you Triple Joe. No. So, Joe, you're an actor. Yes, I am. Just for the record, I'm Hojo, everyone. Great. Awesome. Yes. No problem. They're going to look you up on Instagram and uh, IMDb and they're going to be like Hojo and then it'll autofill and then they'll see your thumbnail and then boom, there's the girl. Yes. Uh, It's been a while since I saw you. I think we went to the Conan O'Brien screening for uh, Conan Japan. Japan. Yeah. That was a really fun night. Yeah. And then um, he last minute offered uh, free cheeseburgers for the whole audience. And you uh, mistakenly left. Not mistakenly. I purposefully left to go get sushi with my friend. Yes. With your friend Daisy. Yes. If I remember. <laughs> um, but the cheeseburgers were from Australia, which were amazing. Oh, why Australia? Why not from Japan? I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, Australian beef is good. You went. I've had Australian beef before. You were there in Australia? I've been to Australia, yes. Oh, this I did not know. <laughs> tell me tell me about that. Uh, my trip to Australia? Well, I've only been to No, the Sydney. beef. Oh. <laughs> yes, your trip to Australia. Which one? Okay. Um my trip to Australia, well that I was it was a family trip. I was um I spent New Year's and Christmas there, so around this time. Um and this was like 10 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's Not pretty recent. good. That's pretty good memory, though. That you can. Go I back. mean, I distinctly remember when the fireworks went off um, at the Opera House, Darling Harbor Opera House. Right, that's what it is. Uh, I don't know what yes. city is this right now. Sydney, Sydney. Okay. Um, I was with my family, and when the fireworks went off, all these couples were just kissing, uh-huh. and I was in middle school, and I was like, oh, this is what I want. And I, I must find a boy somewhere in this crowd to like make out with him. Well, not with my parents and my brother around in that moment. But yeah, no, I just distinctly remember it being much colder than it was supposed to be. And I remember eating the best ribs of my life. And I remember oh, yes. a lot of beautiful adults kissing. Yes, yes. Midnight when the fireworks went off. That sounds great. Darling Harbor. Yeah, it was amazing. I want to see pictures later. Just so everyone knows, there are three different flavors of Tim Tams right next to us serendipitously because your yeah. sister just got back from Australia. Yeah, my sister and her uh, husband, newlyweds, just came back from Sydney and Auckland. And So fun. I did not notice these snacks until now. Tim Tams are great. And they've been back for a week already. Mm, wow. Sinning. The fact that you haven't even opened any of them. I think they're waiting for a really sad terrible day and then we'll eat our but feelings no, together sometimes they're supposed to be eaten well yes when you're sad too but with tea they do look it's huge really good. okay i invited you out here mm-hmm. because you're a fellow asian american and you're pursuing one of the most expensive challenging nearly impossible professions <laughs> in the world accurate 
Yes. And I'm not saying that to mock you because no. I'm in the same world. Sort of. It's reality. Yeah. So when did you fall in love with acting? Um, there were a couple of moments. When yeah. I first watched my first watched um the Cats, which was the first musical I ever watched. Oh, what and, a coincidence. Yes, it's out right now. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But no, um nobody's been seeing it. No. <laughs> There's so many other great movies on the agenda. That's why. Um <laughs> But I'm sure there are fans out there. Let's not. But anyways, yeah. when I watched Cats, the musical. Um, How old were you? I was, I, I think I was like in first grade or second grade. And so six or seven. Yeah, whatever. How old you are then. And I was like, oh, wow. This is, that gave me butterflies. And I was uh-huh. like, this is something I want to do. And then my first play was Jack and the Beanstalk. And oh. I was in second grade. Who did you play? Um, like nothing, like a tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just like village people. and um, So you have to be but, very still for like an hour and no, a half. No, I, I think I was a village. I was village people. And maybe I helped with the tree. I don't really remember, but I was nothing. Is I was it not possible Jack. that you were a village person that turned into a tree? Perhaps, yeah. yeah. I think I may have done both, but I was not the cow. Because, like, two no. little boys my age were playing the cow the entire time under a big cow costume. Okay, so but, bigger boys yeah. play the cow. Okay. Um, I was just a village person. So being on stage, I was, like, it was euphoric. It was it was mm. just so much fun. And then I just kept doing it every year ever since. Every school musical. Um, and I went to a British school for... Um, a significant amount of time growing up and that's right you don't have a traditional usual childhood because uh after getting to know you uh pretty quickly you you grew up in all places of the world yeah so this was when i was in bangkok in thailand okay and um i went to british school there so it's drama so class is mandatory i'm not oh. sure if it's mandatory in america but it's mandatory for that particular school no. or because you were attending in sure bangkok because I'm pretty sure British curriculum, at least the private school ones, um, drama, drama class is mandatory until middle school. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know. Lucky you. Lucky me. Got to find out pretty early on. And then I just kept doing it, moving around different countries. I kept doing it. That was uh-huh. kind of like my part of the stability um, that came with the instability of moving around so much. How did that feel, though, jumping from one country to after another? I thought it was normal. Right. Because that was my life and that was my normal. And the people around me in my life also lived very similar lives. Like going to international schools most of my life. um, So I went to like British curriculum based international schools and um, everyone came from all over the world. So, but your friends have to change. Yeah, my friends changed every time I moved countries, but I still kept in touch with yeah. most of them. I still do till this day. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, thank you, social media. <laughs> um, Sometimes, and, yeah. And, you know, WhatsApp and all the chatting apps. But, uh-huh. anyways, um, so moving around, I just kept doing it. Did some community theater in Singapore. And then, uh, <laughs> when I was in Singapore, I did that. Yes. In Bangkok, um, I did that. Yes. And then when I went back to Seoul, I'm Korean. Um, You're kidding. Well, 
People don't know that. People think yeah, when they hear cool. my name Hojo, they think I'm Japanese. Which a is not a bad thing to. Classify. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just clarifying. But when I went back to Korea, um, yeah, I just I decided this is what I wanted to pursue. So I majored in acting at the University of Michigan. Go blue, okay. and here I am. Now, before you went to Michigan, what did your parents say when you told them, like, this is my life passion? Well, the, you know, I, like I said, I've grown up doing it at all times. Um, I remember having a conversation with my dad when I was Ooh. in, like, eighth grade. Yes, tell us. Eighth grade or ninth grade, and I was, I was all over. I was like, I want to be an actor, but I also want to be a consultant and work at Bain. And I also want to be a fashion designer uh-huh. for LVMH. And you look like one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had all sorts of, you know, things that I wanted to do. Um, but Which is great. Yeah. Freshman year, I got cast, I remember, as... Um, the Wicked Witch of West for the Wizard of Oz musical. I can and see I, that. <laughs> and I beat out all the senior girls in my school who were like going to college to major uh-huh. in acting. And I was like, oh my God, this is my calling. <laughs> and just, um, <clears throat> I remember that being a very prominent moment. And then, I don't know, I had the conversation with my parents and uh, my dad was like, okay, if you're going to go all the way to America to major in acting, then you shall not go to a conservatory and you shall go to a university, a top 30 university. That was kind of the exchange. So I, you know, my options were not, it was pretty limited, but I still did it and went to the best school. Is that a hard school to get in? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, there were 16 of us in the entire grade, like majoring in acting. So for four years, I was taking class with the same 15 other people. Um, oh my God. We're like family. And when we got in, I think it was like the ratio was 69 or 72 to one. Wow. Acceptance. Yeah. I, I did not know that. I was the only international student in all four grades, I believe, when I was a freshman. Wow. So during that time, was it pretty cutthroat or did you guys like... I flew out to New York to audition for a couple of schools that I was looking at um, by myself. And that was the first time I ever came to America. Senior year of high school, Uh I came to New York by myself. And um, What were you thinking? I was thinking that I was like Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. I'm going to conquer the world. (laughs) I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to... And I just, I just had so much fun. I was there for like a week by myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But we- I had a lot of friends, weirdly, in New York. Already? Already. Okay. And I had never lived in America. Well, that helps. Perks of um, going to school where everyone moves around so much, you know. Where did you stay? At a hotel. Oh, of course you did. Where else? <laughs> oh, gee, I don't know. Someone's, I don't have relatives. Someone's there. on a three thousand dollar apartment oh. with, with like two hundred no, square but feet. I wasn't an adult. None of my my you friends were, were all no. My friends were all students still. I was still in high school. They were living with their parents. What what apartment? Uh, they would have still allowed you to come in. Well, right. I guess I should have done that. Or you didn't ask. I messed up. I didn't think about it. Wow, New York at eighteen, a week. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of daunting, but thrilling. 
I didn't even think it was daunting. I was crazy. What would you know at 18? Exactly. Fearless. Gosh. So you remember that time well? I've never been. So I know I'm born in New York, but I've never been to the Big Apple yet to remember anything. You're not kidding. Kidding. No. You've never been to Manhattan? I haven't. You're from New York and you've never been to Manhattan. Look, we left when I was a baby, okay? And you've never been back since. Right. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God. But my boys and I are planning to go. We need to get you to the Big Apple. Well, a few boyfriends of mine are planning to go in the spring. So I'm going to hit you up and tell me where we should go. Oh, my God. I mean, they've been, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you should get your girls and come with us. Mm, I just went. Sorry. I know. I don't know where you are anymore. You're freaking all over the place. You got like 17 passports. That's not true. I only have one passport. Thank you. Okay, fine. So do I. So you're somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the biggest highlight in New York after staying there for a week by yourself? Ice skating in Central Park. Alone? <laughs> no. Did, did the NYPD approach you? No. With, other, with another human, not alone. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Did you go to see any plays or shows? Um, I went to go see, what was it? I went to see a musical. The Blue Danube? No. I don't th- was that playing back then in 2012? I don't think so. It's been around forever. Um, I think I watched Rock of Ages. Okay. And I did not enjoy it as much as the other ones looking back. Why not? Rock and roll ain't my thing. But no, it was still magical. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Magically just, bad? No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Don't just get not me for wrong, you. Just to huh? clarify, it would just yeah. Because then after that, I've seen multiple other, you know, a multitude of other musicals and plays, and um, there yeah. are other things at the top of my list. Do you have a favorite from your life that you've seen? Wicked, of course. Wicked, really? Yes. I haven't seen it. I've seen Hamilton. I don't know. Wicked is... Um, What's so great about Wicked? I don't know. Maybe I'm just emotionally attached to the fact that I played the Wicked Witch of the West. I know. This whole witchcraft yes. life is not I'm a witch, apparently. Right yeah, so... Great. Yeah. Do you do Honestly, any... it's very entertaining. You should go I, watch it. I don't know. My friends have told me, like... Because I always ask the running time, and they say it's three hours. And I'm like... That's all musicals. I cannot sit on my ass for three hours for a musical. Mm. Sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. Well, Wicked maybe. Why is it so freaking long? Intermission. Intermission is the reason why it's three hours? <laughs> I'm saying there's an intermission, so <sighs> you can take a break. I prefer not, actually, ironically. I'd rather just sit there and get it no, over you, with. No, trust me, no. Okay, so it's a long story. <laughs> I have no idea why until I watch it. Yes, and I highly recommend it. Um... You know, for for someone who's in the arts, I I do have a tough time watching musicals on stage. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's it's. And Did plays. you grow up watching it? A few, and I've been bored ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's not for everyone. I mean, yeah, I want to like it. My brother rarely showed up to the musicals that I was in when I was young. Oh. No hard feelings, because he was just busy doing sports that's and different though not caring to watch your sister perform oh he was too young and didn't care and was too selfish <laughs> but my point is um your point is he's not selfish anymore right <laughs> yes right that too, but thanks to streaming thanks to maturity 
Okay. Um, but sounds like he's eleven now. Uh, no, he's not that much younger than me. But um, he, not he. The point is, <laughs> musical is not for everyone. Just because you're in the arts yeah. doesn't mean you have to love everything from operas to ballets to yeah. you know going to the art museum and um, watching you know interp- um, interpretive art performances and you know it's not everything is for any everyone yeah the reason why i bring that up is because it's still hard for me to connect with actors because i might work with a big name one day and actors love you know plays and all that stuff um broadway i'm whatever sure there are be. actors out there who don't like watching live stage yeah. performances and uh you know, it's part of like schmoozing too. Like I have to kind of know this stuff, but I just cannot sit through that. Well, you can approach it like I'm interested. I don't have much experience, but I'm interested. I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, I could. I will say there were two shows that I've seen that were like spellbinding. Mm. Um, Phantom of the Opera, mm. when I was growing up in Hawaii. My mom dragged me to go see it. Didn't know anything about it. It's a good one. And then I was too. like wowed for those two long mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, fantastic production value. So you may like operas better, maybe. They're uh, more like they grandiose to, and... Yeah, they have to cater to my taste. Because yeah. Phantom of the Opera is very dark. It's mm-hmm. a tragic love story. Um, but it was spectacular. Yeah. And then I saw another one that mom dragged me to. I remember <laughs> it was downtown Honolulu, New Year's Eve. I don't know how old I was, but it was called Slava's Snow Show. Hmm. A Russian non-dialogue musical comedic kind of drama interesting so it's Did basically no there it's it's three clowns three older gentlemen playing clowns and they're going through this surreal dreamlike um uh experience and adventure there's no dialogue no singing it's just silent you acting. might like the performances by theatre de ville I, I the rhinoceros. Know, I, I don't know what that means over here. Which is um, a theater group, a French theater group, highly reputable. How long French. is it? No, no, I'm saying they're a theater troupe, so group, so they produce a lot of different, you know, well, performances. Need. And okay. here, they're, uh, I'm sure they come to LA every now and then on world tour, but um, they, when you get the chance, you should look it up and wherever oh. they are, just go check it out because a lot of their performances are like that. They're experimental. Uh-huh. Um, they're clown-based shows. They're mime shows. They're like oh. non-dialogue, very intense. It's great. Intense clown working. Okay. Don't put everything together because I was like it was all separate things. Yeah. Okay, that's a long title, so you're gonna have to text me later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but back to the Slava Snow Show, uh, I, it was such a it was a great experience mm. because at the end, uh, spoilers spoilers for everyone, um, they would drop fake snow into the entire theater oh. with these large bl- inflated balls floating in and stuff like that. So with like, a wind machine as well. So yeah, it, felt it like really was it. a dream. Yeah, and that inspired me to enhance my vision for like certain kind of genre films that I'm production yeah. writing or mm-hmm. have written. So yeah, um yeah, my mom took me to that and forever grateful. Oh. So I'm waiting for these guys to come to LA because they go all over the world. Yeah. They just haven't come to the States yet. Oh, it's totally worth it. 
Yeah, um, no, I always am looking for new cool. Yeah. But I have a better time talking about movies. So let's talk about that. Let's do that. Is there a movie that you always watch before you audition? What? Like one movie that I always watch? Yeah, you know, some people like to watch the same movie to get ready oh, for something. I'm not like that, no. Okay. Mm-mm. What are your top five then in your life? First one is um, Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amélie Poulain, which is a French film called Amélie. It's, um, oh, Amélie. Yeah. Amélie. You couldn't just say Amélie? Well, I had to say the full title. Because we're sitting here in France, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thoroughly, thoroughly love that film. I've pretty, I'm pretty sure I've watched it like it's eight times. It's a big fan favorite, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very uh, abstract, kind of strange love I story. I love vivid films like that, like Frida Kahlo, uh, Frida, that movie with oh, Salma Hayek. Great. My mom loved loves that. It. Yeah. Didn't see it. Why and do you then, like Amelie so much? I think everything is just perfect. Okay. Everything is just perfect about it. Just like visually or how visually, it made you feel? how it made me feel exactly. Just the cast. Um, just the way the story is weaved and the way the cinematography and ultimately how it made me feel and still makes me feel. Do you still watch it? I haven't watched it this year, but I should do that okay. before 2020 comes. You got some time. Yeah. What else do you like? Like that. Um, and then I really enjoy a lot of like action oh. films. Yeah. Like I grew up watching all the Mission Impossibles and yes. James Bond. Oh, yes. And yes. the, oh, goodness, what's that one? Um, with Matt Damon. Uh, Born. Born series because of my dad. He's a big fan of all of those. Right. Your dad's uh, into espionage. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I grew up thoroughly enjoying and appreciating those films. Um, and then I really, I can't think, but I really enjoyed, I remember Inception. That was all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved Inception. And um, can't wait for it. Honestly, tenets. you can't take out Harry Potter. I'm sorry. Don't be. Yeah, the books and the films. I loved great. Harry Potter 1 and 7. Oh. That's all I've seen. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen yeah. them at all? <laughs> uh, I did see Prisoner of Azkaban. Enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And be- between that and the last one, I just, you know, I was like, I'll just wait for the last one. The first one's the most magical one, for sure. It was great. Yeah, directed by Chris Columbus. Mm, first film. one, yeah. And But they ended it well, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Lots of tears. Yeah, these days, these big franchises, it's, um, yeah, we, we are so critical about how it should end and how it... Because we're so involved, well, you know, yeah. everyone's opinions everywhere. Everyone is a filmmaker now, because they go Everyone's in, a film critic, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's not the way I wrote it in my head. Exactly. I mean, did you see The and Rise of Skywalker? people write petitions for it. No, I have not yet. Okay, well, I did. How was it? I enjoyed it, yeah. I mean... There's a lot of familiar elements and mm-hmm. plot points from what we've already seen, but that's kind of like, it shouldn't be a big surprise. I mean, it's about good versus evil in space. So, I mean, how good else? Good movies always have the same formula. It's yeah, simple. I mean, it's always serving what you know with a with a hint of, ooh, mm-hmm. huh. Whoa. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, I mean, with The Last Jedi, the one that Ryan Johnson made, mm-hmm. I mean, I still enjoy that too. I mean... I mean, it wasn't like... Star Wars is like the Greek mythology 
for America. You know, America is yeah. a young country, and I feel like it's, it's about a dysfunctional family in space. Yeah, and I just think it's like the the tale of the mm-hmm. old, of time. But let's face it; I mean, no matter how many movies they make, they're not going to top episodes four through six, the original trilogy that Lucas released four oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just can't. classic. Yeah. That's interesting that you bring up all these like spy action thrillers because those are the films that I ultimately want to photograph. Those are the films that I would love to be in too. Because they look like so much fun. Yeah. You're in like beautiful locations. Yeah. And you know, there's a budget. So there's like lobster and uh, (laughs) some fresh apples. Great crafty. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So and hopefully like the crew members are cool. because Top of the notch. Yeah, but, you know, you have to you have to be a little bit worried about their personalities, which is something I'm afraid of every time I go on a short film or something. Well, don't trip over it before you even. Hey, I try to be very professional. Okay. yeah, I'm sure you should see me on set. I don't chit chat. I just shoot the hell out of you or Mm. anybody. I mean, I enjoy a little bit of chit chat for maybe two minutes and uh, that's it. That's funny because I love getting to know everyone and oh you're a talker huh i'm not like obnoxious about it just like how do you know sidelines okay on the side i don't talk loudly yeah i don't speak loudly i've heard you speak loudly when you're defending yourself okay but there's no reason But you don't do that on set no (laughs) (laughs) so you're pretty extroverted on set i did not know that i'm pretty what extroverted on set i'm pretty extroverted in general i think do you always like approach people on day one and say like, hi, I'm Hojo, I'll be. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works when you're on set. Everyone introduces themselves to you and you introduce yourself mm. to them. At least from my experience. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you shake hands with the casting crew. Definitely. Okay. You usually initiate that? I don't know. I haven't counted. <laughs> it's just natural. Oh, excuse me. All right. Uh, I guess for me, that sounds kind of strange because I, I always show up on day one and I just get right to work and they ignore me and I just, you know, respectfully that's ignore them. Your, that's your MO. That's how you work. Well, I mean, I would love it to be like you where like I'll initiate a handshake or they can come up to me. I mean, it feels nice to be I noticed. mean, I can't do it to every single person, especially if it's a big production. I know. You know, but um, it's nice to at least have some familiar faces like the producers, mm-hmm. obviously the director, um, other actors and some other crew members like costume and makeup for sure. And the producers. And then like, you know, I'm always interested and in yeah, talking speaking with like the dp and um yeah have you come across any assholes no i genuinely haven't nothing no one knock on wood yeah interesting that's great yeah i've been lucky i'll send you a list of people not to work with (laughs) once we're off this mic um well that's great i mean i hope that keeps going because that makes it a like a very safe and like joyful mm-hmm. like environment mm-hmm. which is why we love making movies so much yeah um it's funny because uh when tom cruise was promoting mission impossible fallout he was doing an epk with just him on the chair just like talking about behind the scenes and he ended it by saying because he was saying like when you make something great and it works he said that's the most 
satisfying feeling. And then he goes, and that is why I'm addicted to movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is why we do it, because we love it so much. It's the reward, I guess. It's very rewarding. It's very fulfilling. Um, it is tiring, for sure. I mean, you're sacrificing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, he reminded me of, like, the joy of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Because right before that, I don't know if you feel this way, I was always just thinking about paying bills, getting the next job, you know, hustling, all that stuff. And just a lot of waiting and being anxious. But, yeah, that was just a funny reminder, like... Yeah, we're doing this because it's fun. And Tom Cruise also gets paid a lot for it, so I'm sure that adds. <laughs> yeah, righteously so. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can be on the same set of like James Bond or something. I'm talking <laughs> about you and I. That would be... That would be awesome. Schnazzy, ooh, no. yes. You pay for nothing. That'd be cool. Maybe your we'll own see. snacks, but that's it. Yeah. So how long are you going to do this for? Who knows? Genuinely, who knows? I, it's not like I stand here and be like, okay, there's a ticking time bomb. It's until then. No, I don't know. Well, I want to. I do want to cover that sensitive topic because mm-hmm. it's this, this is very real life. And as we get older, time goes by so fast. It really does. When you get to my age, which is like <laughs> 23 years from now. Um, That's an exaggeration. And yes. But the, the months go by like days. And uh, thinking about a backup career is daunting to me. See, I think language is so important because I think one word makes all the difference in your mindset. And I recently had this discovery of like, instead of being so black and white, like backup career or this acting thing, you know, you could, you could just, you know, dance around whatever feels right whatever comes your way and if you want to do a podcast you do a podcast which is what you're doing right now which is great if and then if the opportunity comes to be on set to be you know unisil photographer for an indie you do it for a big production Mm -hmm. like wonder woman you do it and then in the meantime if you're not you know like i just feel like instead of being so black and white which puts so much pressure on ourselves you know yeah you just i feel like change the vernacular a little bit instead of saying backup career like just being open to opportunities whatever you're interested in whatever feels right so that's a recent discovery i made because i was victim to being so black and white it's either this or nothing it's either this or fine oh god you else. went into your witch voice oh that's not my witch voice okay <laughs> oh geez then i don't i really don't want to know what your witch voice is um yeah you may not but I Yeah, so I think it's important to just, A, know, you know, what what serves you and just be honest with yourself about it and not be so stressed out about, like, this label that you put on yourself, like, I am an actor. I am... A- <laughs> I'm an actor forever. Yeah, no. You could be an actor today. You could be a... A plumber. I guess a plumber or you could be... A business an entrepreneur tomorrow you know you could be a photographer the next day and then you can go back to act. i i think there's room for especially in this field of being creatives are you giving yourself like a like a timeline before you like really put it behind you why are you speaking as if i'm gonna just like put it behind me 
Some do. I'm asking um, if, if you do. I don't know. I'm sure that moment will come if it comes. Do you see yourself doing anything else? Yeah. That you could be good at and be joyful at? Mm-hmm. What's that? I mean, I'm not going to say it, but... What? There are some stuff that I'm definitely interested in and... Oh, tell me, please. And um, that can still serve up my creative juice and make me feel fulfilled. It doesn't have to be just this one thing. Like, you know, actors act, they produce, they write. Like, yes, it's all in the same field, but they are different jobs and they do take up a different part of your brain. A lot of actors turn to writing and producing and you may assume it's the same brain, but it's really not. It's really like a different muscle. And the only reason why we assume I feel like it's the same muscle is because it's in the same field. And um, obviously, in a Venn diagram, there is that little middle part where things do cross over. But, you know, even just that. There's so many actors out there who are models and writers and producers or designers, you know, entrepreneurs and life coaches. I mean, there's so many other ways to still fulfill because we're not just one thing like you can't just identify yourself as one thing you can be multiple things so you're indirectly telling me that you could see yourself in different kinds of creative positions Mm -hmm. and still persevere yeah acting yeah what about outside of entertainment has that ever crossed your mind of course what hasn't crossed my mind it's amazing it's amazing here (laughs) yeah yeah you should look at my head You'll get lost. Yeah, exactly. Our heads are all so crazy. It's uh, going back to uh, Heat. Have you seen that film? The Pacino and De Niro Mm-mm. where they face off. You haven't seen Heat. Sorry. You have to watch Heat. Will okay? do. <laughs> and it's only three hours, but it's awesome. Oh. It's a crime thriller. Anyway, um, so they play adversaries. And they're, they meet in the middle of the film over coffee. Um, but they don't hate each other. They actually respect each other's profession because they're both good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And then Pacino tells De Niro, it's like, I don't know how to do anything else. And he says, and then he adds, I don't much want to either. Yeah. And I was like, that is exactly how I feel. Yeah, about there are people filmmaking. who are just shoemakers for 60 years and that's all they know and that's all they care to know and that makes them happy. Good for you. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like, could there be another profession outside of filmmaking that I could be good at and be really happy at? And I, right now I don't have one, then, which is kind of scary and I mean, scarier. I think what people in entertainment forget is obviously this field is, and if you're like on the side of being constantly hired versus the one hiring you're obviously in a more unstable position yeah no control so it's more scary but we forget that even outside of the entertainment industry there's so many other jobs and fields out there that people still feel that way it may not be as magnified or as frequent um but i don't know i just think that because i was i fell victim to being like okay what else can i do but what other jobs are out there? But instead of trying to like fit into a job, I feel like it might make more sense to just figure out what you can 
do and then the job will come along i don't know <laughs> well no i mean you speak french <laughs> that's like already a very yes, handy uh skill oh uh, we're talking about skills yeah i guess yeah that could easily turn into like a, a whole tree of jobs perhaps or a career unless we get dominated by uh translating robots but yeah uh that'll be way past your death oh okay yeah that, that won't happen for a long time <laughs> we'll see about that one uh last time i saw you you said your parents are in egypt yeah they live in cairo they're living in egypt mm -hmm. which is a country that's full of danger what what type of danger are you talking about i don't know see but people gonna... say that i'm like what why, why do you think it's dangerous because three years ago the regime went under turmoil. have you not seen the mummy Oh, the film that was made 20 years ago? Isn't that shit real? Oh, so when <laughs> um, people in Fiji watch Mission Impossible, they think that's what America is like. They do? Yeah. <laughs> totally busting our balls. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, I haven't been yet. Um, but Fiji? Yeah. Or Egypt? Egypt. Egypt but, um, oh, you haven't seen them there? No, we've, only, we've always met like... In other parts of the world, not in Egypt yet, which I should definitely go while they're there. But um, I don't think it's that dangerous right now. No. Okay. Okay. You're gonna go then. Yeah, at some point. Okay. I plan on it. What are your goals for 2020? I will get back to you on that. When? 2021. <laughs> um. Are you those people that just make a to list? be? Just to be? I don't know. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Um, just to be more honest with myself and be more open and just live every day to the fullest. Have you not been honest with yourself recently? No, it's just, I think it's an ongoing quest. I really do. Okay. What are your goals for 2020? I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't make <laughs> annual goals like that when the year starts. <clears throat> yeah. I wish I did. At least that way I could like put it on a wall, look at it every time I leave my room. But you know, and it's... get closer to that. Some For some people it works. For some people you don't need it. You know, it's whatever works for you in the moment. I guess. Do you want to direct? Not sure. Are you writing right now? In fact, I am, yes. About? I... Okay, don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me the genre at least? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know. Is it Amelie 2? I don't know. Starring Hojo? I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. Who knows? Can I ask how far you're into it? Very early stages. What program are you using <laughs> to write it? What do you mean what program? I mean, you're writing in script form, right? Yeah. yeah no, you... well, I'm I'm just on pages. <laughs> oh, okay. You're just writing the synopsis yeah. thingamajig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brain farting. What books are you reading? Mm, I'm about to go get Mosquito, which I've been dying to read. Um, Is it about a mosquito? It's about the human history in the perspective of a mosquito. Oh. Boom. It's like, you know, Yuval Harari his books no 
It's kind of like, oh, you've never read Sapiens. I don't know how to read. Oh, well, you should read Sapiens. Well, tell Once me about- you learn how to read. But it's kind of like that. I'm making a reference to Yuval Harari because Mosquito is kind of like, I don't know, I haven't read it, so I can't tell you, but all I know is that it's... The logline's interesting. Yeah, it's from the perspective of a mosquito. From and the, the significance of, of it, yeah. How human history, the course of human history could change base, could have been so different. Oh. Had there been no mosquitoes or more mosquitoes, things like that. I just hate insects. Yeah, I don't like mosquitoes either, but the logline was so interesting and... Um, I was recommended by my mother. So um, oh. that's the next book that I would like to read. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any other languages you speak that you you want your fans to know? Korean. Duh. Korean, duh? Korean, duh, yes. And um, I started learning Mandarin last year. Oh, how's that just going? Just for fun. It's honestly been put to sleep <laughs> and i hope to it is be hard. able to wake it up a little bit for um this holiday season yeah um i speak i used to speak pretty good thai it's still in me oh. but obviously because i live there yes and, i remember um yeah conversation no thai really i can get by yeah i don't know how to read can it right you though. speak some What'd you say? Hello. Go on. No Hojo I think you introduced yourself. No Honkabli. No That's pretty good. I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds yeah. authentic to me. <laughs> I know how to order well in restaurants and communicate with the cab drivers and also uh bargain when i'm at the flea market you can bargain yes life skills life skills so you're really good well i lived there for six years i'm just i'm just confirming that you're really good yeah yeah okay not really good but you know i get by where have you not been that you really want to go Ooh, peru morocco Croatia, South Africa. Car. Hawaii. You haven't been to Hawaii yet? No. The closest one? I have not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I grew up there, so I, I could know. send you a list of... I know. I, I'm going to ask once I... All these places to get fat. Get the opportunity to go. That's could, on my next... That's now. on the ne- next list. That no, should be no. the easiest one to plan. Yeah, but not right now. I'm, I don't... I'm not in the mood Right. vacation right now i'm in the mood to be in bed and work and just uh hibernate for a little bit all right i've been hibernating like for a year already it's important you got to take care of yourself before uh, the 365 cycle hits us all over again and no it's I'm pilot just... season and uh, da 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 oh yeah let's talk about that pilot season is usually january it starts january does that mean does pilot season usually mean people start filming in january no casting casting mm-hmm. and when do they usually film uh anytime from like marchish if it's early to all the way through the summer and then well well with oh, all the streaming long... it's a little different but it's usually march to may for the big network and then they have their upfronts 
And then... Um, Tell us what upfronts mean. So it's when, for example, let's say CBS sure. shot, ordered 10 pilots. And then between usually March and May, they shoot it, the pilot. And then they present all of them at the upfronts. Um, but, well, actually, before that, I'm pretty sure they decide which of the 10 is going through or not, being picked up or not. Okay, so they filter out the best yeah. pilots. Mm-hmm. So and some don't get to... picked up and some get picked up and the ones that get picked up are the ones that go to the upfronts is how it works, I'm pretty sure. Is it like different networks they're trying to sell it to? No, 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 no. So like CBS has their own upfronts, ABC, uh, NBC, and then they invite all of their, uh, what do you call them, um, like... I don't know. Investors and uh, what do you call them? I'm blanking out. Um, those commercial people. Ads? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Advertisers? Yes. Yes. Advertisers. Like, like Tide and Coca Cola. Yes. Yes. Geico exactly. And all that. Exactly. Okay. So you, so you know this world pretty well. I mean, still more to learn, but yeah. I've, yeah. Okay. So when a pilot gets made, and then let's say it does get bought sometime in the summer, I'm guessing, and then when I mean now with all the streaming going on, it's like whenever they can like buy the pilot, premiere it when they feel like it. Yeah, especially the streaming ones. It doesn't. They don't have a season. They make do, it all year throughout. I mean, I might know the answer to this, but how do streamers make money if they don't have ads? Are you? Is this a riddle? <laughs> We pay. We pay. <laughs> Just subscription? Subscription, and I'm sure they have their other ways of... It's a scary risk, angel, though. Angel donors and investors, but... A big chunk of it is us. Hello. Hi. The bills for... Oh, my God. Now it's Disney Plus and all of these other streaming... Which ones do you have? Like, oh, my God. Um, HBO, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. Whoa, you're paying for all that shit? No, it's split between my roommates and we have it on one TV. <laughs> so you guys got to schedule around the TV to sit down. No, no, no. I mean, it's connected to our laptops too, but yeah. It's, oh. we all share. Dang. That's amazing. And I think we just got Apple TV. I'm not sure. I have that, yeah. Yeah, I think we do. Apple Plus is great. Yeah, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed doing and still need to finish it, but the morning show. It's great. Mm-hmm. I just finished that. Yeah. yeah. And C. And I'm oh, you like Servants. C? I love C. Uh, yeah, it, just, it leaves you wanting more. And they, they, I was surprised that Apple Plus didn't hold back. There's a lot of profanity and a lot of violence. It's um, some really hard stuff that are, yeah. that's showing. Even with the morning show, Jennifer Aniston does not play a likable person. No. She's, which is she great. She kills it. She kills it. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's like, she's a, she's a train wreck. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Okay. I need to finish it. So many good shows out there. Well, Joe, we're coming up on pilot season. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for you to tell me stories of like, who's going to cast you? Who's going to call <laughs> you back? Who's going to make you an offer? Offers. And who's going to take them back from me? And I hope <laughs> to see you on at least two to three shows. Oh my God, we're time. being ambitious. Now I know what your 2020 goals are. Yeah, for you to see. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I want to see you on network, cable, oh, and one of those streamers if they feel like it. If they feel like it, we shall see. I will let you know. This is such a grind. I imagine your agent, agent, mm-hmm. your and agents manager. gonna and manager are gonna email you like crazy, 
be here at this time. Always. Wear this. Always. By the way, for the actors listening, do they get, do they do these people offer you sides before you mm-hmm. get in? Ninety percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time. And do they at least tell you the genre and like other similarities, other they references? They don't write genre comedy, genre drama. Uh, but but you have to get a sense of the you know yeah the no you character. get a sense of it reading okay. the script or um just based off of the writers and stuff like that yeah this is exciting mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you um, excited for you for me yeah hopefully still... you go work with Tom Cruise next year <sighs> that would be a dream ain't, yeah ain't that a dream um, my mentor is actually uh, David James he's a still photographer mm-hmm. so he shot like 13 14 exactly. movies for Tom Cruise so it's not so far fetched yeah I mean I got a long way to go I'm only non-union, everybody. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, no, it's just. Well, I have to get a hundred paid non-union days to qualify for the union. So, mm. I got a long path to go. But I'm giving myself three years before yeah. I totally give everything up. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh shit! We can edit it or leave <laughs> it or whatever. Well, Joe, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for coming all the way down here in the rain. Thank you for having me. Icy streets and all that crap. Yeah. Now you're going to go off yes. to hibernate. And I wish you well. I'm thankful for our newfound friendship. Yes. Um, after meeting online, which is usually <laughs> how I meet friends these days. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not at birthday Very parties normal. or weddings anymore. It's always online. Um, but anyway. Wish you to find your zone of hibernation improvising your line right now we don't have a script don't make it sound like we have a script read it on the page like i'm showing it to you right here. okay well everyone happy holidays and happy new year happy new year okay and happy birthday yes all right cool well i'll see you next time joe see you thank you